It's time for the Drive Stop 4 at 4. Hour number two of the drive underway here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Smith cruising with you on a Thursday afternoon edition of the drive. Sending things back to the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. The top four at four standing by. It's young Marcus Young, who is hopefully not smashed. Marcus, what do you got? Thank you, Russell. Uh, at number one, uh, LeBron James is to have a foot tendon injury. He will have it reevaluated in a few weeks. Does not look like he will need to have surgery. The announcement mm. came after James returned to L.A. and was examined by team medical staff and physicians after his injury that he had against the Dallas Mavericks. They are currently 1-1 one one since that game without James. And they are, like, right on the edge of the playoffs, right? Yeah, uh, the Lakers are currently one game out of the number 10 seed in the Western Conference. And they've been playing pretty good, correct? Uh, off and on. Uh, they got about 20 games remaining in the regular season, so it's not it's not totally out of the question that they can still make the playoffs. But Yeah, but it's going to be difficult if you don't have the best player in the world on your team. Absolutely. <laughs> that, that does make a big difference. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I, I don't expect them to do much even if they do end up making it, you know, but we'll see if they can make it, first of all. At number two, Ravens' Rashad Bateman calls out the GM for his wide receiver comments. In a since-deleted tweet Thursday morning, Baltimore Ravens wide receiver Rashad Bateman called out general manager Eric DaCosta for his comments about the team's disappointing track record for drafting pass catchers. Bateman, who was a first-round pick for the Ravens in 2021, tweeted, how about you play to your players' strengths and stop pointing fingers at us and number eight? Blame the one who, uh, blame the one you let do this. We take the heat twenty four seven and keep us healthy, care about us, and see what happens. Uh, ain't no promises though. Tired of y'all lying and capping on players for no reason. All right. And wow. of course, uh, Hollywood Brown, who is now a Cardinal, who was Hollywood a- Brown. What a fantastic name. He uh, he tweeted below it saying, let him cook. So he uh, is in agreement with Bateman. Yeah. Let him, let him cook is something the young kids say now, Russ. I don't know if they you're They do. Worried, uh, let him cook. What does that mean? Just let, let, let him, him speak. Go, let yeah. him go off? Yeah, let him go. Yeah, let him talk. Maybe they shouldn't let him cook. Um, that's That's an interesting strategy. Getting into a war of words with the boss, then deleting the tweet. Another example. Uh, sometimes, you know, we, we all have we all have issues sometimes with our coworkers, with management, with bosses, with whatever. Usually, the best course of action is to not say it. There's a reason they're the boss. Guess what? They can fire you. <laughs> At number three, uh, some news coming out of Carolina as the Carolina Panthers founder Jerry Richardson. Passes away at 86. Oh. He was celebrated for bringing the NFL to Carolina in 1995, but obviously his tenure with the team ended after the 2017 season ended, or season, uh, the amid sexual and racial workplace misconduct allegations. Oh, the trifecta, huh? Yeah, he kind of, he was, he ended up for, uh, being forced to sell the team to Tepper. For then, uh, so you're misogynistic, racist, and what, and hostile. 
pretty much, yeah. Wow. He was able to kind of like, you know, you, you don't think of him, though, and I don't remember what the specific allegations were. Remember, it was bad, but um, it seems like there's a lot of that in professional sports yeah. ownership, and he avoided the ignominy that I guess some other of his uh, contemporaries, i.e. Donald Sterling, uh, re- received. Rest in peace, bud. At number four, Jalen Carter returns to the NFL scouting combine after the arrest. He got booked. Jalen Carter returned to the NFL scouting combine in Indianapolis today, a day after the former Georgia star was arrested on charges of reckless driving and racing in connection with the crash that killed a teammate of his and a recruiting staff member. Carter, one of the top prospects in next month's NFL draft, Returned to the combine to finish interviews with teams, measurements, among other activities, according to Adam Schefter. Tell you what, guys, that's some real initiative right there. I mean, the guy's got severe legal issues. He goes down to turn himself in, and he could have stayed down there in Georgia playing video games, hanging out with the boys, whatever. No, he went all the way back to Indianapolis to continue with the combine with his job interviews. That young man sounds like a real go-getter, the kind of guy I want to use a first-round draft pick on. You know, he was he was booked for quite a while, Russ. I don't know if you're aware of this. He was booked on a pair of misdemeanors at 11.33 p.m. on Wednesday and was released at 11.49 p.m. after posting a $4,000 bail. So, he, I mean, he was there for a whole, what, 16 minutes? I don't begrudge him that. I'd imagine that dude can... Hold his own in jail. <laughs> Ain't, Ain't nobody man. messing with he six foot three, three hundred thirty pound Jalen Carter. I imagine he was probably sitting in a hallway. I bet he was wearing handcuffs. Uh, so, but no, you don't ever, don't ever speak bad of somebody that was able to get out quick on a bail. No, I, I don't know. I still think he should be in Georgia right now. I think he should be focused on trying to get this cleared up. If he says that the truth will come out and prove his innocence, then. Oh, yeah, no, I did see that. I mean, he is vehemently denying all allegations. He's what? Vehemently. Am I saying that wrong? Are you not familiar with the word? I believe it's vehemently. but Vehemently, uh, whatever. You know what You know I, what the hell I was talking about? Yeah, I mean, hey, man, it's, it's, again, very similar to the Brandon Miller thing. It's a really bad look. It looks bad. And the word is that all this stuff is on video camera. But these kids have rights, and they're entitled to their day in court. I think if if I were him, I mean, there's nothing. First of all, I'd like to think I want to put myself in that position. But if there's nothing you could do in Athens, and it probably is best for him to go back to the combine and continue meeting with these teams. I do wonder what he can say, like if he can get into detail and say, look, you know, when he's meeting with the Bears or whoever, this is what happened. Uh, this is my version of events. Or if it's one of those things where it's an ongoing legal situation and I just can't say anything other than I look forward to my day in court. Not good. Not going to help him. It would be better if he's not dealing with this kind of thing, but he is. Is that it, Marcus? That's the four. Thank you, Marcus. That's your top four at four. It's brought to you by National Law Rex.
I'll be out there tomorrow getting your weekend. Hey, I can believe this week is already over. Unbelievable. Dude, I was thinking last night, college basketball. I mean, we're SEC tournament next week, bro. It, it feels like football season just ended. I, I'm excited for March Madness. I'm excited to knock on the door again. I am excited for spring practice. Do you know what I'm really excited for, Bear, if, if I'm being 100% honest with you? Spring football? I just said that. I'm excited for Tony Vitello and the boys to to make another run. This, you know, Charleston Southern stuff is fun, and it's going to be cool to hopefully we break out the broomsticks and Gonzaga, maybe we'll have a one of those, you know, patented 25 to 4 beatdowns or it's, it's fun to see them trying out these different outfielders and some of the young pieces, new pitchers and everything. But I'm, I'm ready to get going with the real deal, man. I'm, I'm ready for these SEC series to start. I'm ready for things to get heated. I'm ready for the chirping to start, the trash talk. I'm ready for uh, the crazy fans, the cookouts, the atmospheres, the Thursday night games. I'm ready for college baseball, baby. I am as well. Notice Tony had the stubble back. It's coming back. It's coming back. Do you have the clip of him talking about Zakai Ziegler? Yeah, give me just a second. Let me pull that up for you. Tony Vitello, after the game yesterday, had some some kind words. Remember, he went to one of the basketball games in a Ziegler jersey. That's his, so, that's his guy, according to yeah. Coach Vitello. He loves the guy. A lot of lot – of, Tony V in Ziegler and vice versa. Here's Tony Vitello talking about the injury for Ziegler. On behalf of our team, I can tell you uh, sunken hearts last night and, and, and today for Zakai. I've been around to see a official statement, but that guy kind of embodies what we're trying to do here. Um, the way he plays, the way he works, the way he carries himself off the field. If I was a Kentucky basketball player, I would not like that guy because he plays with some attitude and he plays hard, plays with a chip on his shoulder. But if I was a young kid, a six-year-old running around in the stands at any SEC city, I'd love that guy because he's just so good off the field. So, Tony Vitello talking about Zakai Ziegler yesterday after the Volunteers baseball game. Um, it's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see which way this basketball season goes without Zakai out there. I mean, I think we're going to learn a lot because Auburn is a team that, you know, hostile environment, that's going to be difficult to handle sec quality competition. That's going to be difficult to handle. Wendell green is a good point guard. They're going to smell that blood in the water and Bruce Pearl's as good as it gets at attacking a team's weakness from a strategic standpoint. So I think we'll know pretty quickly whether this is going to be okay and Tennessee's going to be able to to deal with this or whether it's going to be the disastrous problem we all thought it would be when Zakai first went down. Well, I think especially with Cardwell being out, I, I wonder if he's going to come out small and pressing is what I, I fully expect from the from the tip. They're going to be, he's going to go have to go small and aggressive. And it's just going to be, it all, you know, I hate to say it, but it, it depends on 
which crew we get, how they how the refs are calling the game. You know, are they going to let us be as physical as we normally play? It seems like, you know, people have been – I feel like in every sport, football, basketball, even baseball, people have been lamenting the officiating, the umpiring, the refereeing, whatever you want to call it, for years. And I feel like every year it's been, oh, this is as bad as it's been in sport fill in the blank. This is as bad as it's been. Oh, it's awful. Oh, I can't believe this. I feel like – in People will disagree, I, I know. But I, I feel like the officiating has been fairly consistent this year. I think Tennessee gets a great whistle for the most part compared to some other teams. And I think Barnes deserves a lot of credit for that. I, I think he's really good the way he works the officials. There's a reason Bruce Pearl got shafted last night. It's because he's always going crazy on the, the officials. He's always whining to the media about – you know, I'm being singled out. Why always me? All, all this stuff. Barnes never does that. Never talks about the officiating. If he does, he always, uh, you know, praises them. So and so is a really good official. This guy's a good official. Even when they're bad officials, he calls them good officials. And the way he works them during that, we we get a really good whistle for the most part. And people, I know, they'll point to oh, the A and M game. They shot X number of free throws and blah blah. Yeah, we were fouling. We're the most physical team. In the league, maybe the country, we foul a lot, but yeah, we do. There, there's never been. I can't think of. Can I think of calls that have gone against Tennessee? Sure. Everybody, guess what? That happens to everybody. <laughs> you know, every Kentucky fans think they get bad whistles. Duke fans think they get bad whistles. Oh uh, uh, hell, our fans were going crazy the other night, and you know we knocked that kid. You know, Vescovy. I mean, it was a foul. I don't think it was anything. It was just a hard basketball foul. But oh yeah, when he clobbered the guy <laughs> <of> the head, <laughs> like Captain Caveman form. That go, yeah, I mean, well, the official is standing three feet away from it. Like you don't think he sees that? God, who it was? It Sonny Dykes calling that game? Uh, Billy Dyke or uh, Billy Dykes? Um, shout out to Billy Dyke. Where did it come from uh, this afternoon? Jimmy Dykes. Jimmy Dykes, sorry. I don't know where I got Sonny from. Between Vol Twitter and, and Dykes, I was like, did nobody see Santee uh, club that well, they guy? Came back, when they came back from that commercial break, they said, oh, yeah, uh, they got him over the head. It's it's a good call, but. God, everybody, our fan base went crazy. It's like, come on now. Now there, there's it's fun and there's something viral and contagious about when you're at the game, and you feel like the the refs are screwing you over, and the crowd is booing. They're really getting into it. There's something completely tribal and Lord of the Flies. Yeah. About just, oh my God! Like it makes you so mad. You just want to go down there and grab the official by the shoulder. And, and one of these days, some moron's going to do that. Yeah, I mean, I was just looking at. I was sitting there on Twitter. There's, there's two guys that uh, they're buddy, they're friends of ours that lead the charge on all that. So, Cress and Carringer, they're fun follow during basketball games. They're emotional dudes. But yeah, worst call they'd ever seen. I was like, wow, kid's lucky he didn't get knocked out. I thought it was a good shot from Vescovi. Let's get Phil. 
in here next. Good afternoon, Phil. You're on the drive. It's Fan Run Radio. Miss Lloyd, are you? Hey, Philly. Well, so you think the fish shooting's good? That's uh, I, I guess my eyes have been seeing bad of fish shooting all over college basketball all year long. Yeah, my my only point is I feel like we had that conversation last year too. I just I. I don't, I don't know if it's good or not. I don't know what good is. It's it's never going to be perfect, right? I just don't feel like it's it's any worse than it's ever been. Well, I think part of the problem is you got don't have enough officials and they're they're refereeing too many games uh, every week, and it's uh, uh, tired officials going to not give you a hundred percent effort if he's not rested at mm-hmm. all. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Some of these guys are are refing three or four ball games a week. It's probably a little bit much one thing i wonder about phil is we have this debate about replay you know how often you go to the monitor and we're all frustrated at games where they're always going over to the monitor but we also whenever we see a call that goes against us are sitting there saying go to the monitor so it's like what's what's the right balance you know i i don't think that everybody is tim donahy out here fixing games i think most of these guys are are trying to get it right but um I also, I mean, that game last night just stopped for over 10 minutes and, and kind of stole Auburn's momentum, and they didn't even end up getting the call. So, Yeah, you know. that was a home crook in there. I don't know what the they, – they won Alabama to not share a title with Texas A&M. Is that what that was all about? I'm sorry, say that again, Phil. If Auburn had won last night and Texas A&M beats Alabama Saturday, wouldn't it be a tie for the SEC championship? Or am I wrong? Bama clinched it last night. I know they did, but if they had lost and then gone to A&M, Alabama played A&M Saturday, there could have been a tie for the SEC championship. Yeah, wouldn't that be cool? That's what I was hoping for. I'm totally sure. I think we would have come out on the wrong end of – all the tiebreakers except for Alabama. Isn't that right? We got swept by Kentucky. We got we lost to AM. We lost to Mizzou. I'm talking about the regular season SEC championship. That's what I'm talking about. Alabama won it last night, so it's all academic. They have one loss in the league and it was us, right? Yes. They could have had two last night. Then you they play A and M the last game, SEC game, so that's that. A&M, so Alabama uh, could, could go in the SEC tournament with a loss. Mm. Yeah, they, and they, they've they not been playing. I, I think this Miller stuff has affected them, Phil. Yeah, I do too. Uh, they know what they're doing is wrong, and, uh, but they're getting away with it. It's Alabama. And just, it's just cringy seeing their, their scummy fans, uh, you know, I don't like it's the greatest thing ever, putting putting criminals on the court. Pretty uh, cool, you know. They had some really special ones that crawled out from underneath the, the rocks after Zakai got hurt the other night on social media. What, Alabama fans? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I was all for Buck Pearl last night. Uh, uh, now Buck Pearl's in his most dangerous position. He's a desperate man, and Tennessee's coming to town. And you know what that means. Somebody's going to get smashed, smashed. Have you heard? You heard about Pearl, Phil? You heard the audio earlier, didn't you? 
He had a he had yeah, a bad he went moment. Wild after the game. I've been looking on Auburn's message boards today to see what the, you know, how their uh, fan base. Of course, I was looking at Kentucky's message boards too, and it was entertaining that uh, Candy went up there and beat them. I don't know how the hell that happened. I mean, Kentucky out rebounded Vanderbilt by twenty and went to the foul line a whole lot more, and Vanderbilt still won the game. That's amazing to me. What Kentucky shoot though? They were horrible last night. Yeah. I couldn't get anything to but drop. All they had to do is keep feeding the ball to Sheway because they were letting him do anything he wanted. And so he could shove people to the ground and wasn't going to call a foul. Did you watch any of that, Russell? Yeah. I mean, did it not jump out at you how physical they were letting him go? I mean, he was literally shoving people. I mean, when you, you have him and uh, is it Liam Robbins on Vanderbilt? I mean, th- those are two of the most – physical big men in the league the the fact that Vanderbilt won up there doesn't surprise me as the the thing that surprised me is that Tennessee lost to them twice that that I will never understand and maybe this isn't the best Tennessee team of all time I think they're pretty good this is not a great Kentucky team and having lost to them twice there you know I'm not super into the SEC tournament having won it last year like I almost there's part of me would just rather go home early and get the extra rest, but there is a big part of me that wants one more crack at Kentucky because Tennessee's a better basketball team than they are, and they got beaten decisively by those guys twice. Well, their their best player got hurt last night. Is he going to be able to play in this tournament? TJ said, uh, I guess the X-ray, they did an X-ray on Cason Wallace's ankle, and it was negative. Um, you got to think that his status for Saturday's game at Arkansas is up in the air, but I'd be surprised yeah. if he's not back at some point for the tournament. I bet yeah. he's in a boot right now, though. He did. He turned the heck out of his ankle. So, what, what do you think the line will be on uh, Auburn and Tennessee Saturday? Good question. Cardwell out and Ziegler out? I'd say Tennessee be a four-and-a-half, five-point favorite, something like that. Mm, I don't see how. What would they but be Pearl, here? That's this one, but Pearl, uh, but Pearl's superior coach, and that's the reason that they will win Saturday. Put that in your pocket, smoke it. Oh, Phil, what a I mean, number one, your boy Buck Pearl. I've been sent videos, Russ. Apparently, last night's episode, uh, he apparently went Captain Cuckoo Bananas at a press conference recently. I don't know how we missed it. Give me uh let's get smashed again, Bear. Give me some more Pearl from last night. I'm just sick and tired of our guys getting smashed down there. Smashed! Smashed! Joke! Sick and tired of Marcus showing up late because he smashed out there. Smashed! I'm just sick and tired. Of our guys getting smashed down there. Smashed. And Bruce Pearl's hanging on by a thread right now. To sanity. Sick and tired of getting down to Big Orange Phillies. Looking forward to watching the game with my friends. Only to find out that my friends are smashed down there. Smashed. Was it you? I think it was you that made the point, you know, when you complain about the refs all the time. Who was that? That happened. 
I, mean, I heard it said in the past 15 minutes. But when you try and work the, you know, when you're constantly whining and complaining. He is a whiner. Yeah. I mean, he's a hell of he a coach. A so it's going to be a tough, I mean, it's, it's a really tough game for us. We're going to have to play incredibly good to win. If Bruce Pearl and Rick Barnes had to fight in the octagon like John Bones Jones and Cyril gone this weekend, Bruce Pearl would get smashed out there, smashed. I'm just sick and tired of our guys getting smashed down there, smashed. Stay with us. The drive continues. It's Fan Run Radio. Back with more after this. Fanlon Radio, drive continues. Rick Barnes today asked if Ziegler's injury could open playing time for Freddie DeLeon. Quote, no, uh-uh. It's a direct quote. Barnes says, I think B.J. Edwards has done a good job for us. He's one of the guys we really do have confidence in. How does that strike you, Bear? Uh, strikes me pretty good, Russ. You know, he's not going to play some kid that should be in high school right now. No. Against Auburn, at Auburn, and heading to the SEC tournament? No, I, I am interested, though, in seeing if, like, I, I kind of understand, I, I don't really understand them not playing BJ the other night. But if their thing was, look, we had a very specific game plan for a very specific game, a big game against a good team, and he was running a scout team, and like he just he just wasn't in it. I, I get that. Uh, you know, now that Z- we know Ziegler's gone for the rest of the season, I, I wonder if they change up the way they practice and approach and say, all right, uh, we we are going to have to play BJ a couple minutes a game, not holding my breath, but. Maybe. Maybe. David says the transfer portal and extra COVID year has diminished has diminished true freshman roles and will continue to do so until those players filter out. Are we how much longer do we have of that? Have of what? The COVID year. Well you you've I mean how many times have I asked you this question? This is the kind of question you answer for me, Russell. If you were a freshman in twenty what, twenty twenty, twenty twenty one? Yeah. If that was your freshman year or you were currently enrolled in 2020, 2021, you get the COVID year. So we don't have any freshmen that year that are still here. That was Springer and, and Keon. And I believe maybe Pember, he's gone. Maybe one or two others who are gone. I, I don't yeah, think But we here's have the any. deal. Yeah. What we can benefit from is – from the transfer portal. If I'm not mistaken. Well, yeah, that, that, that's where it gets confusing because it's it's like, does Key have an extra year? I don't think he does. I think he already redshirted. I think he's done. No, but uh, this came up with TJ a while, uh, last week at some point because, believe it or not, Toshibwe could exercise his COVID year next year. Well, why go to the NBA and take a pay cut when you can just stay at Kentucky? And yeah, continue? and not get fouls called on you. Sorry, TJ. 
Yeah, I I don't know, man. I'm I'm ready for it to be done. Not just basketball, football as well, but it's probably have another year or two left. It's a twenty one season. This is twenty three. Oh yeah, you got at least two more years of bizarre COVID math to keep in mind. We will really look back on this time frame. 2020 to 2025, 2026, years from now when we're old and gray or older and grayer and think, man, that was just a bizarre time in the world, in the world of sports. Oh, the COVID? The COVID era. Well, yeah. I mean, it just, it affected everything. Like literally everything on the planet was affected by that whole deal. So... I don't know. It didn't really affect me all that much. I mean, I'm a homebody anyhow. I don't know. And in a lot of ways, it kind of prepared me for being quarantined for 18 months. Well, then you also have to think about the sporting events, how weird that was. Oh, with no fans? Yeah, cardboard cutouts of people for some sports. Well, they're still canceling games. Like the Big Ten has had several games that were canceled this year over COVID. The crazy big Josh became a, a what, what was it? He started following the Bundesliga, didn't he? Dortmund? Yeah, that poor yeah, guy was. We were like <laughs> betting on Korean baseball. <laughs> like table tennis. <laughs> I mean, people were actually watching video game races. On a stream. That was when that, there was also, during that time, uh, was it Big Cat who was doing the whole college football thing? People yeah. People were watching him coach Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Coach Duggs. Yeah. Yeah. What a that weird... was a fun little distraction for a week or two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, I don't know. Got robbed of a trip to Omaha. Boy, that that's that's a that's a big that's up there. And that'd be a good summer summer thing. Biggest biggest what ifs in Tennessee sports history. The COVID baseball year. Uh I can't remember exactly what the year that Jerry Cole went down on like the first play of the game. Let's get Diablo in here on the big orange Phillies phone lines. What's up, Diablo? Hey, guys, how you doing on this Thursday, Russell and Bear and Almost? How you doing? Doing well. How are you, sir? Why are we doing calling great here on Marcus Almost? Yeah, I call him Almost because he almost won that bet the other day, and he almost <laughs> made that putt. <laughs> well, I'll have you know, Diablo. I'll have you know, Diablo. I'm working on another one this evening. We'll find out if it's Almost or not. <laughs> I like your thinking, Marcus. I do. I really I like your optimism, my friend. Well, you got you got to try sometimes. Shoot or shoot. Hey guys, as a public service announcement, I want to tell you that Knox County schools are out tomorrow, so I'd say this time tomorrow, uh, Russell will probably be getting smashed, smashed, smashed. Well, it, it's not just – somebody corrected me. It's not just the rain. We have a little rain tomorrow, so we're canceling school. Knox County Schools is out tomorrow. There's also some wind 
high probability of wind. I remember walking to school through 10 feet of snow in a damn hurricane, Diablo. They didn't call off school for us back in the day, did they? Joke! Uh, it's, it's just a slow culture, man. We're just all too weak. We're all too weak, my friend. Hey, uh, this weekend, I, I, I'm like Philly. I think we're going to run into a pretty frothy Auburn crew. So I'm going to ask you this, guys, if you'll take a sleep of faith. If we lose Saturday and Missouri wins, where does that put us on the line for playing in the SEC tournament? And who does it look like we'll appear to match up with? Um, now, now say that again. If if we win and Missouri loses to no, Ole no. Miss, which is not flip, very likely. Flip it. Flip it. If Missouri wins and we lose. Then I believe I don't Mizzou, think- get, Mizzou gets our spot and we go, uh, we're a five seed, right? And who does that put us up against in the first round? Oh, Lord, I, I haven't even began to look at the, you know, where, where everybody else is. I'm just trying to figure out where Tennessee's going to be. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, you would be playing on Thursday. Yeah. I'm like you. I'd rather have fresher legs. I mean, I'd like to win that tournament again or at least make a good showing in it, but I'd rather get ready for March Madness and be and be about as healthy as we can be considering the circumstances. But uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know what we're going to do at our point guard position. I know you all have talked about key. Uh, again, I'm going to go back, like I said, on several calls. I think Barnes is broken key, and I don't think he's ever going to be the player that we want him to. So it may just be by committee. I think Triple J and Viscovi did a fairly good job, and even Mayshack helped out the other night. It, it looked fairly doable. Yeah, I, I just worried that at this point, Tyreek Key's confidence is smashed! Smashed! <laughs> hey, by the way, did you watch that Twitter? Who who videotaped that uh, interview? Because it looked like Tattoo from Fantasy Island. All I could <laughs> see was the bottom of his feet or something. I mean, I never saw Pearl on camera. What was is Was it like a witness protection program interview or something? Smashed down there! Smashed! It looked like the camera was pointing towards the interviewer and that you couldn't see Bruce at all. Because the guy in the orange shirt, like when when he went smashed, like he doesn't move at all, which I, I would think if Bruce was doing that, like he'd be gesticulating wildly. I, I wish that we yeah. had the full camera, facial yeah, reaction too. and everything. I could see some fans in the stands there. They were kind of getting animated because I could tell they were enjoying the show that none of us were getting to see. Hey, I'm going to end the call. The other night when I listened to the ball game the other night, I, I turned down that clueless bunch on ESPN and listened to Bob and Bert. And as they was going to commercial break, that mic was still on, and I could hear Bob talking about that foul Vescovi had because the crowd was all animated thinking it was a clean block and stuff. And Bob's saying, what are they yelling about? He hit him right across the face. <laughs> with the commercial so that was good stuff but anyways guys appreciate you letting me call in uh, talk to you later probably tomorrow as always I'll be listening in great show guys thank you thank you Diablo appreciate it uh, Juval on Twitter has sent me a, a list of scenarios who? Juval huh okay 
he he's a Jewish fall, I, I guess. That, that's his name. It's not. That's what he calls himself. Uh, in other words, UT could be the three, four, five, or six seeds, very realistically. And there are so many variables, it's almost unrealistic to break everything down. Main things to know are we are we win, we get a double bye. We lose, we probably play as a number five seed at 230 against the South Carolina Ole Miss winner. Okay. Which I think Tennessee would smash either of those teams. But then, then you're looking at – here's what I – I don't want to play four games in four days. I feel like that could be disaster for this team heading into the big tournament. Oh, I mean, especially at the guard position. I don't want to play four games in four days. I don't really want to play three games in three days. If you get to – if you win Saturday, you, you better go ahead and win Sunday. If you're going to play Sunday, you might as well win it. And that would be cool. It would be cool to win the SEC tournament in Nashville. I'm not going to pretend like it it wouldn't be. But then you're in a situation where you're just really hoping that you play on Friday in the NCAA tournament. That extra day is crucial. You don't want to play on Thursday. So if we Three. win, Kentucky loses, we play at, what, 10 o'clock on Friday night? It'll be our first game? In the NC, in the SEC, yeah, I, I don't know when we would play, but I'm pretty sure that would be it. I looked at Will Warren had a bracket out. I started to go through all these scenarios right before we got on the air, and then my brain started to hurt, and I was, and I'm uh, five years old. I was so tickled over the Bruce Pearl audio that I couldn't stop listening to it. So, yeah. And if Perhaps we, a more professional host would have prioritized the seating information, but alas, I'm not a more professional host. I'm merely well, Russell Smith. Luckily for you, I do know. If the four seed, we would play at 3 p.m. Eastern on Friday. Oh, no. And if we're the five seed, we would play at 3 p.m. Eastern on Thursday. And I'm pretty sure if we win that game, we would follow it up with a 3 p.m. tip on Friday. We really need to win, and Arkansas really needs to beat Kentucky this weekend. We are working on a variety of watch party scenarios. (laughs) I know folks like to come out and congregate, try to find a good spot to do some watch parties for you. We're going to get, you know what? What? Smashed down there! Smashed! Might. (laughs) Might. It just depends on how you can handle yourselves. But I don't know. I mean, we get the rest of the fan-run crew. I know I can handle myself, but I put Marcus, Jake Miller, John Reed, and... Cody McClure, the worst of them all. I'm tired of my guys. I'm tired of it, Bear. Uh, Nobody was worse than terrible Tanner Carson. What what do you think I'm tired of, Bear? No. Smash down there! Smashed! We, We don't know. You guys haven't seen me out in that scenario. I've heard 
I've heard the stories. We all know the stories, Marcus. Just because I wasn't there doesn't mean I don't know what you're doing on the weekend. Doesn't mean I don't know you are. I'm just sick and tired of our guys getting smashed down there. Smashed! (laughs) The life of a party, what can I say? Life of the party. Do it one more time. If you missed Marcus, come on, Marcus, get angry now. I want you to imagine. This is a lot for me, man. I know. Look at me. I'm going to push you. Smashed! This is part of your development. Imagine what would make you angry. Like, imagine you got any siblings? Yeah. Imagine somebody picking on your big brother, your little sister, whatever you got. Imagine... It's it's pretty it's pretty bad that I don't know Marcus's siblings, but um, imagine you know somebody's coming at your family. Get angry, Marcus. Get angry, Bruce Banner. Angry. Smash, Russell. Smashed. <laughs> better, better. Oh. I need a nap after that. Nap. A nap. <laughs> do you do you feel feel something, Marcus? Do you feel like the slime in Ghostbusters too? You getting angry? <laughs> did you get that reference, Bear? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I wasn't ready for a, that kind of reference today. Find your inner Peter Venkman. Find your inner Bruce Pearl. Smash down there! Smashed. The drive continues. Fan Run Radio, quick timeout. We're back with more right after this. Radio, the drive continues. Bruce Pearl's meltdown is this is fun, Bear. People are enjoying it. Is there any way conceivable that the smashed clip gets old? Could you play smashed just over and over? incessantly for the rest of this hour and you think people would be tickled or do you think people would eventually change the channel of our guys getting smashed down there smashed no we're already working on remixes i'm just sick and tired of our guys getting smashed down there smashed i kind of like this one joke 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 Of all the sports radio people having fun with that clip today, do you think anybody has played it more than we have? No. <laughs> I expect are we just we're the only idiots who will just sit there and listen to it over and over again. It's like a Beatles album, man. I could just every time every time you hear it, you hear something new, man. There's just like a there's these little intricacies to it. Do it again, Bear. I'm just sick and tired of our guys getting smashed down there. Smashed! That little pause where I'm just sick and tired of our guys. That, that that's like he's thinking. Like, am yeah, I, I going to go crazy? Like, yeah, yeah. He's he's going to go for it. 
there's there's like a, a moment where he's like stay professional bruce you're on the radio be calm and then he's just like the hell with it i'm just sick and tired of our guys getting smashed down there smashed i fully on, expect this to be on your soundboard russell on the second smashed like his there's something that happens in the middle like like his voice is breaking like you can almost pinpoint the moment where he goes from angry to stark raving mad. It, it remind. I already figured out earlier when I was listening to it before the show started what it reminded me of. <clears throat> uh, that Allison Chain song, Wood, where Lane Staley does it, where he just lets it all hang out and his voice starts cracking. and that, that He's just letting it flow, man. Like he's Anakin Skywalker laying on the lava bed. I hate you. I mean, it's just, he's feeling it. Who was the crew last night? Does anybody know that? I, I don't know. Just play the damn clip, Bear. Do your I'm job, please. I'm tired of our guys getting smashed down there. Smashed. Smashed. <laughs> smashed. Oh, man. Bruce Pearl's slow descent into madness playing out in real time last night on the Auburn radio network. God, what, do you think the, what do you think the host is, is like, you know, they've got their version of Bob is, you know, super professional radio guy knows very much. His job is to paint the university in the best possible light. And, you know, he, he just sets the coach up and lets him go there. And you talk to Bruce Pearl, you know, he might, he's going to be disappointed. He's going to be feeling some type of way, but you're probably not ready for, him to I'm go full of our guys getting smashed down there smashed like do you think the guy flinched like jumps back like okay man take it easy i think like i would love to see the video for the, for this one joke <laughs> when he slammed the headset i mean because you know i mean we go out on remotes we do this stuff it's, people don't normally slam those headsets down it's like bill mine it said it's probably I can only imagine, you know, Auburn, that's a, that's an $800 minimum headset. He just slung down. He smashed it. Jason says it will never get old. Ever. Jordan says, I am crying listening to smashed. My daughter and her friend are in the car with me and are convinced I'm having a psychotic break. No. <laughs> oh. Bruce did. People are doing it right now as you're driving. On the everybody in is in their car going smashed, smashed down there, smashed. <laughs> you think in all his life, Rick Barnes has ever lost control to that degree? Oh hell yeah! Rick Barnes told him told. Uh, it was Dean Smith. Let's go outside. Let's go. You want to dance, old man? Let's dance. I like that story Jimmy Dykes told of the reason Barnes doesn't have his name addressed the game because of Dean Smith. I guess. I guess young Rick, hothead young Rick Barnes, kind of buried the hatchet and. Well, yeah, I mean, 
He's granddaddy now. He's mellowed. Somewhat. Unless your name's Tyreek Key. And wow. <laughs> Poor Tyreek Key, man. Don't don't you wish we could hook up like some like like some kind of you know they've got this technology like 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 some kind of like miniature like microscopic camera and a, and a just I'd love to get the point of view from Tyreek Key up close to what it is he says like video and audio just have that coming through your TV screen yeah you know Tyreek Key at some level was relieved when he to not be playing because he knew there's no chance of him getting humiliated like that on national television. Yeah, 100%, man. Stay with us. The drive continues. Hour number three coming up.